Welcome to Season 5 of the Life Giver Podcast, a place for honest conversation and hope that will breathe life back into your military or first responder marriage. Welcome to the Life Giver Podcast. This is your host, Corey Weathers. It is season five, if you're just now listening, and I'm really, really thrilled to have Brie Carroll with me today. Um, she's an Air Force spouse currently in Louisiana, and we have so much to talk about because we have a similar passion in marriage and relationships, especially in the military community. And so, Brie, you're doing some amazing things that we're going to talk about, but I just want to start off by saying welcome to the Life Giver Podcast. Thank you so much for yes. joining me. Thank Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor. I am a fan. So everyone out there who's listening, I listen alongside with you. So it's just fantastic to be on this side. Oh, well, I'm so thrilled that you joined me and, um, and I was really excited to see what you're doing. You have a podcast called Hearts and Stripes, I believe, correct? Yes, that is correct. Yeah. And you also talk about relationships and the importance of really working hard in your relationships. So I just knew that this was a really good fit for us to just talk about that together and, and maybe talk a little bit about what you're seeing in the military community when it comes to relationships and kind of what I'm seeing too. And so I think that maybe just start off, I would love for you to share with everybody. You're also an entrepreneur and you're yes. working really hard as a military spouse. So I would love for you to share a little bit about what you're doing and how you're bringing your talent to relationships, not just in the military space, but just in general. So do you want to share a little bit about what you're doing? And then we'll go back and share your story. Okay, absolutely. So um, Hearts and Stripes, as you mentioned, is a podcast that um, I launched and had the heart for just out of seeing a need. So within the span of about a year or two, we had a lot of couples that we were close to. They're like family to us. And even some that were just, you know, you have that those relationships, you see people from afar and a lot of them were separating or mm -hmm. divorcing. Um, and that just I, I'm always super passionate about um, marriage. And I had just seen the change in myself, the growth in those around me based off of me being in my marriage unit. And I just I'm excited. I want that mm -hmm. for other people when the time is right, of course. Um, so to see these relationships kind of fall um, based off, off of some things that could have maybe been prevented or mm -hmm. if they had the resources and the tools to really work um, towards building and strengthening their marriage, that it, it could have seen, it could have had that longevity and the things that I, I just saw really just bothered me. And I'm that friend that if someone is going through something, I am, okay, let's, let's Google it. Let's see what we can find. Let's let's seek out the resource in different areas. Let's try counseling. I will pay for the counseling. Like, what do we have to do to get you through this tough point? Because I don't want you to make permanent decisions on a temporary situation. So what I found was there weren't a lot of um, resources that fit these individuals or um, it was just, it took so much digging to try to find them. They all weren't in just one one location that it, it made it a challenge to where they had already kind of given up. So um, also around that time, um, our installation in our area just was hit with a lot of um, suicides. We were dealing with a lot of suicides. Um, and I just, I couldn't just stand back anymore. I mean, I am that, I am that type of person where I like to take action. Um, and often my husband looks at me like, oh, are you sure about this? You're just about to leap out there again. But I couldn't just sit on the sidelines and see my military community kind of in this state of turmoil where relationships were falling um, and people were at points of, of stress and they thought they had nowhere else to go. And, and they thought that failure was an option or quitting was an option. So the podcast... Um, the, the final push for the podcast was, um, he's a chief retired and I love their relationship. When I say you have, um, find some relationship mentors and kind of cling to them so that they can give you all those words of wisdom. This couple was that for us. And, um, he actually lost his spouse. Um, she passed away. Um, her name was Penny Smith and she was amazing. She was an amazing military spouse. And, her message was always love and inclusion and helping people. And I just was like, okay, Brie, you see it all around you. What are you going to do now with what you're seeing to help other people? 
like Penny would have. So I just said, I love podcasts. Um, it is a way to get a, a message um, while you're driving or doing dishes or what have you. Maybe if I tap into that platform and I offer different um, solutions or tools or um, advice, people could hear different people's advice that they would uh, want to strengthen their marriage. And that's what Hearts and Stripes is all about, giving you and equipping you with um, opportunities to hear from people that can help you strengthen your military marriage relationship. I am so glad that you responded in that way. And it's kind of, I'm, I won't go through my story because today's about you, but I think that that was really what um, did it for me too. Like I was mm-hmm. really seeing those spouses falling apart, marriages falling apart. And, and same yeah. thing, I was seeing the behavioral health suicide um, list just grow. And I yeah. was like, there has to be more. There has to be mm-hmm. more. So I'm so proud that you stepped in that way and that you had such a great mentor. I had the same thing. I had a mentor that mm-hmm. said to me, if you don't like the way somebody's doing it, either don't say anything about it at all or get involved and make it better. Correct. Correct. And so now we find ourselves here. I think I would consider you, Brie, um, a new mentor, right? Like taking this opportunity in a very modern way through podcasting and through what you're doing to be that next generation, to be that mentor to other people. So I'm so glad that you had that mentor and so glad that you had that spark in you to say, what could I do? And maybe if everybody even listening has a little bit of that spark to go, I do have incredible influence with whatever's just around me, we could all kind of make a difference together. Yeah, absolutely. And I love the, that you use that word influence. I think oftentimes people, and I know I struggle with it still, I'm like, little old me, what can I do? Like how much of a change can I make? And honestly, we underestimate the the influence that we have. Yeah. Just looking at my network, I'm connected, like you mentioned. Um, so I am a working spouse. So I, I work on the Air Force installation. I'm an entrepreneur. I work um, as a wedding and event planner. So marriage and weddings and things, those are very important to me. So I have influence in that area. Um, I'm from New Jersey. I've lived in Texas. I went to undergrad in North Carolina and now I'm here in Louisiana. I have influence in all those places. So I was underestimating. And I think often we all do. We underestimate the fact that we go to the same grocery store every day. You have influence over those people when you're there. Mm. We go to our churches. We have influence in those spaces and we don't, we're not even aware of them. And how awesome would it be if we could just on, on an issue that you're passionate about. For me, it's marriage and maybe for others, it's something else. But we just tapped into and acknowledged that, you know what, I can make a difference in this space and it just takes me mm-hmm. to do a little something every day. Maybe mm-hmm. not even every day. Challenge yourself once a week. I can do something small and then you'll see, um, which I've actually found once I took that one step, I had someone mm-hmm. else who was pushing and encouraging me or wanted to take steps with me. And I think that's um, the beauty of um, this first responder and military community. You're never alone in the things that mm-hmm. you're doing, but never under, under underestimate your influence because it's so great and you don't even realize it. I love that perspective. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we do forget, you know, we get to a place, I think I'll speak for the military spouse world or the military family world that we can really, and I'll, I'll admit that I have days like this too, where you really get bogged down by the difficulty of the lifestyle. And, um, and I, it's not slapping a bandaid on it to say to sometimes we got to switch that perspective and see it as opportunity mm-hmm. that yes, it's difficult if you have to move a lot and relocate a lot, but it's also the opportunity to grow that influence. And I love the way that you said that. Um, I think it's also about um, really figuring out what is it, because there's a lot of spouses out there. I'm sure you've heard this whole movement on identity and purpose and all that. And so I think sometimes it's also about figuring out what is that thing that really lights you up that either gets you super excited or that gets you really angry. Sometimes it's the same passion, just kind of hitting you in different ways. And so it sounds like for you, you were seeing and very passionate about seeing the marriages that were falling apart around you and, and that impacting, obviously you're, if you're doing wedding planning and events, yeah, right. right, that's supposed to be the, the start of something great. And to, mm-hmm. so to see a marriage falling apart is devastating. Correct. And I, and that's really what it was for me. 
So my mom was a, a florist part-time um, and she's a t- teacher. So from a young age, I've been helping her do weddings and events and things at the church and um, just getting involved in that way. I called my entrepreneurial venture of starting a wedding and events company, my retirement job, if you will, um, that I started early because I have a background in civil engineering and that's what I do. I do engineering, but really it's all just planning and going through logistics, but I have the creative outlet of weddings. So what I was seeing there is I didn't want to just plan something pretty. I wanted your experience to be take, you could take away from the experience of wedding planning and be things that you could implement in your marriage to make you have that longevity and so that it would strengthen your marriage. Because to me, planning a wedding is like the foundational things, those same tips and tricks and things that you're learning. You're using them in your marriage. Communication, you're using that. Negotiation, you're planning that. Figuring out who's in your circle, your, your guest list, who those people that you need to have close to you. So you use all of those things in your planning experience as well as in your marriage to build and grow. And it's not something that you just, oh, we said that this one time. Over time, those things change. And I think just seeing that marriages weren't acting as this is the team, I am on team us <laughs> or what have you, and handling those things together, even like you said, with spouses trying to find purpose and um, trying to find where their passions are, if you are married, that, that should be a conversation that you're having with your spouse because it's team us. It's, yes, you may wear this uniform and I'm supporting you in this and the purpose that you have for this and vice versa. Now spouse support me in this purpose because as a unit, this is where our influence is. As a unit, this is the, the direction of our life. And I didn't see that a lot. And just planning weddings and events you don't want to have a repeat client. I know I don't. I mean, I would love my business to grow, but I I don't necessarily want to have a repeat client. Now, I absolutely understand if it's abuse, if it's something like that. Absolutely. There are reasons why marriage doesn't work. I just didn't want people to not be equipped or have the resources or tap out too early when there was something great on the other side of that. And one of the things I like to tell my clients and those that are in the community are marriage brings out some different parts of you that you did not know were there. And it's by design. Um, You may not, you may think you were over something or you may not realize that you still had this, this thing in you. Well, your spouse will definitely bring that out, but you have to be prepared for that and know that it's coming and it's okay. It is all right. You, I love how um, Dr. Seuss, which I know I'm quoting Dr. Seuss, right? He has an awesome quote that says, people are weird, right? When we find someone with weirdness that is compatible to ours, we become a team, we team up and we call it love. It's all about a team. So yes, you may have some quirks and some different things about you and the other person will too. But when you form that team, now you're approaching and tackling these things together. Oh, so, so good. And I would love for you to send me that quote because I'm going to make yeah. sure I put that quote in the show notes so that people can reference it later. Um, and I might steal it myself, just so yeah. you know. Um, I was I was so ready for you to say that Dr. Seuss says that now we're a team of weirdness, right? And maybe we kind of are <laughs> right. because it's, you, know, yeah. every, you have individual personalities in a marriage, but then you get married and you kind of have the personality of your marriage too. And, mm-hmm. you know, I come at it from a strengths perspective and it's kind of the same mindset is like you have strengths, they have strengths also in their weaknesses, right? And then you come mm-hmm. together and you're better together if you can acknowledge what you're both bringing. And it's not about changing necessarily the other person, but it is about um, getting, becoming more refined as you go along. Right. right? And that's what marriage is supposed to be. Marriage is not supposed to be the wedding day forever, right? It's supposed to Mm -hmm. refine you. And I hate to say it, but for those that are listening, surprise, surprise, marriage is supposed to be really hard and it's, and you're not going to become the best version of you 
if you don't allow it to refine you. Um, uh, I love how you said that. That's right. A marriage makes you the best version of, of you. you. Absolutely. I agree. Just um, in the last month or so, um, I came across two different people um, who had both and this is a very sensitive subject. So those mm. listening, just kind of give me grace as I kind of talk through it. Um, but Marie, I'm interested in, and you talked about um, couples needing to know what's on the other side. And I know what you mean by that. And so I want us to talk about mm-hmm. that because I think oftentimes in marriage, when things get really hard, especially if you're in the beginning of a new relationship, you may not know that there yeah. is this other side of getting through difficult things. And so I want Brie and I to talk about that here in just a minute. but. There was um, two people that were in the same situation. Both of them had lost their spouse. And um, and this is a very sensitive subject because there's a lot of people that would say, do I remarry again? And would I ever be willing to marry again? And, um, and I'm also one of those people that like my kids are teenagers. If something were to happen to Matt, I don't know if I would get married again. We all kind of say that, mm-hmm. right? But yeah. These were young, young um, individuals that had lost their spouses. One spouse remarried and one spouse did not. And what I, mm-hmm. what I realized, and I know every situation is different, but what I kind of realized in talking with both of them is that the one that had remarried that had kind of given herself a chance to re-experience joy again, and that it was something that she wanted for her life, um, that marriage, the second marriage had really continued her personal growth. She continued to grow as an individual, to have that mirror of marriage kind of held up to her every day. She had to grow through her pain. She had to grow through that mourning process. Whereas another spouse was really still stuck after years and years because she didn't have that marriage crucible, if you will, to really help her have that accountability. Now, yes, I think that you can have that through friendship, I think that with good counseling too, you can grow through and continue to grow as an individual. So I'm not saying that every person, that's why I said it's a sensitive subject. I'm not saying that every person should get married again, but there is something about marriage. When I look at those two different scenarios, I could look at marriage was that thing for that spouse that continued her personal growth. So I know it's kind of sensitive, but I agree with you that there's something about marriage that holds you accountable, that um, makes makes you kind of work through some of those quirks if you need to, um, that takes you to a new level of maturity that, um, kind of forces you to bring that accountability, accountability to your spouse too. So, and I think that leads to what you brought up with, sometimes you don't know when you're going through difficult things that there's this other side. So can you explain a little bit of what you mean by that? Because somebody might be hearing that and going, I don't think I've ever heard that before. Yeah, absolutely. And that kind of takes me back to like my story. So coming up, I was in a two parent home and, um, I, I love my parents. They're still together now. And, but I didn't like the way their relationship looked. They argued a lot. My dad was more the aggressive type and my mom was very meek. So it just seemed very unbalanced. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't understand that. And I just, I didn't like it. I just thought, oh, well, I'm just going to be single and I'm just going to have this huge business career and I'm just going to go off and do things like that. And I don't know, I maybe not be a cat lady or something. I don't know. I just, I did not like the concept of this thing called marriage that I had this perspective of, this very limited perspective of. And what happens is through life, I kind of grew and started to be a little open more and more open to the situation, but I unexpectedly, uh, well, we, my husband and I really feel like this is, um, this, that was a God thing. Simply. We were both placed at Del Rio, Texas, Laughlin air force base. He was in UPT. I was working there, um, in the civil engineering squadron and, um, we met in church and who knew that a hug or, Hey, how are you? would turn into something. It was just something different about him. Mm -hmm. I was like, we're talking and it's just something different. We're talking about credit scores on like the second conversation (laughs) and like, what is going on? Like, this is different. And he was very different from what I thought if I was going to marry or my type, what those things would look like. And I think once I was married, I was opened up to a whole nother different 
uh, experience that I couldn't see on the other side of it, which was we determine what this relationship Mm -hmm. looks like. We determine what areas we need. um, And I'm not saying you look to your spouse to uh, be an end-all be-all for you, but where he was vulnerable, he could entrust that with me and I could... um, I can lift him up in that way and say, nope, don't think back to that. You've got this. This is the next thing. And, and I didn't see that in my parents' relationship. So what I mean when I say um, on the other side of things, it's more so in marriage, there's an awesome opportunity for people to support. You have a team now. You're not just doing it alone. It's a team. And that's why I love how Dr. Sue says it's a team. And there is something about a love and having commitment to a person that knows no boundaries. I love how Maya Angelou says it, and I'm going to, and I'm going to read it verbatim because I don't want to mess it up. It says, love recognizes no barriers. It jumps hurdles, leaps fences, penetrates walls to arrive at a destination full of hope. That is what's on the other side of marriage. And too often, people don't see that. People don't see that power of two people coming together. It's a united front. There is power. There's strength in numbers, which is why I love the the marriage relationship and military marriages especially. There is strength in that. There's, There's no barriers in that. There's no hurdles that love won't go through to get that. And whether it's refining you as a person, whether that's achieving that next rank, whether that's um, being dropped in a base or installation that may not be favorable, that team is able to accomplish things that that individual could never accomplish alone, which is why in looking at those two spouses relationships where one was kind of just stuck and, um, you know, felt like she was honoring her past relationship and just staying single versus the other who said, I'm going to move on because I want that again. She wanted that that other person to be connected with and committed to to move through and push through those barriers because she saw the strength that marriage has. And that is why I really love this. And I've kind of taken it on as champion the championing this platform of marriage just because I even feel like in our forces, our force is stronger when our marriages are stronger. And I love the message of the family, but often we overlook the fact that marriage is the core of the family. And until we can make those marriages healthy, get those resources, um, we'll never see couples see that other side, that great opportunity for the two of them to come together and come up against anything. I mean, that, that is how you strengthen the force, in my opinion, which is why that's my platform. And I'm super excited. I, I, I know you probably know I'm one of the nominees for Military Spouse of the Year, and that's why that platform is so important to me, because not only does it refine the person, not only does it mature the individuals who are in those relationships, now you have a unit that's going against things that are unimaginable for someone who's just going at it by itself, and the force is then strengthened by strengthening these marriages. Uh, you have spoken my language that I 120% agree with that. Um, you know, you, anybody can go out and do any job. You can go collect trash. And co- if you come mm-hmm. home to a strong marriage, you're going to have joy in your life. If you have peace oh, yes. in your home, you can go and do anything. You can go, go through a difficult deployment and come home and healthily walk through that healing process with the strength right. of that team. I 100% agree. and. I used to say all the time, especially um, at some of the military spouse events, like the, the one thing, I mean, there's so many branches in this room, but the one thing we all have in common is that we married someone who is in the service culture, right? Exactly. We all exactly. have that one thing in common. And if we can strengthen that one thing that we all have in common, everything gets just a little bit better. It's not just about the serving spouse. And it's also not just about the supporting spouse. It's about the, what can we accomplish together? And so for me, I think, um, I love the fact that you come at this from a strengths team approach that when we're together, we're stronger and 
out of that comes hope. And I love mm-hmm. that you defined that on the, that other side um, of pushing through those walls, those barriers and, and whatever it is that you're accomplishing is hope, hope for your marriage, yeah. hope for your relationship. And I know there's so many people listening right now that really don't have that right now. And so yeah. I think you and I would agree. And I'd love for to, to talk with you about this too, is that, um, in the quote that you just gave, you talk about mm-hmm. also that love has to push through walls, right? Um, what was yes. that? Can you read that one piece again? That one sentence. So it says it jumps hurdles, leaps fences, penetrates walls to arrive at its destination full of hope. Okay. So I love this because on one hand, you have this picture of love that leaps, right? And mm-hmm. that's what I think that we want most of the time is to have a relationship that's just leaping over every obstacle. Or, you know, if I can get nerdy from a superhero perspective, that we're like the Avengers that can conquer oh, yeah. every, you know, enemy that comes your way. Um, and that's ideal. And that's awesome when we can have that. But there's also times that love has to penetrate through a wall. And Mm -hmm. that's, I think, the refining process that makes you stronger as a couple is that sometimes you have a wall that you have to push through and it hurts and it isn't fun and it's exhausting sometimes to push through those walls. Um, But that's where we start to see our hope diminish. When things get really hard and we hit it up against the wall and we go, I don't know if I can make it through this. And that's when you start to see these marriages falling apart. They don't know that there's hope on the other side of that wall, but they're, they're not supposed to get through the wall by themselves. Right? Correct. Exactly. It takes two to get through that wall. And I, and when you're talking about the refining process, of course, a lot of people's mindsets may go, or maybe they don't, but mine goes to um, gold and how it's under that fire and it takes that heating up and that, and think of your love for one another as that fire. It's, mm-hmm. it's going through. And then those little things, those tough things rise to the top. And the refining process is just taking those things off. Well, as as you do that refining process, um, the the gold is is more pure, and it's stronger. And the two of you being stronger can penetrate any wall mm-hmm. that that is put up against you. And I think I think oftentimes people see life as this hard thing. And they don't see the beauty of the journey and just going through the journey together. And I I look at my spouse all the time and it's like, I would be in a cardboard box with you and it would be fine. Like I would want to bust down this brick wall in front of, in front of me with no one else, but you, because I know, I know who you are. I know your heart. I, I know, you know, mine and we're a team. We've got this. We're going to go through this thing together. And I mean, there are some amazing spouses out there and they're dealing with issues with PTSD or just different challenges that this community faces. But the fact that they can go through it together, mm-hmm. there is something to be said about the strength of that, of that couple. It's something mm-hmm. to be said about the strength of going through and busting through those walls together. Are you hearing something today that's really hitting home? Take your personal growth to the next level by joining the Life Giver Facebook group. Simply head over to the Facebook page, Corey Weathers slash Life Giver, and join the group with other service couples for support and deeper discussions on each episode. Want even more? Subscribe to the Life Giver newsletter for practical tips from each episode and exclusive discounts on sessions with Corey. ask you a tough question. Um, sure. And that would be, there's somebody listening right now that's going, that mm-hmm. sounds amazing. I wish I could have a marriage like hers. Um, but that I feel like I'm the one that's really the only one that's tackling that wall. Um, and that my spouse isn't helping. What would you say to that spouse that's maybe in that situation that doesn't feel like they're in a team right now? Mm-hmm. I would absolutely say to communicate. And I'm going to share how I communicate. One is prayer. I advocate for prayer. And maybe you're not a spiritual person, which is why I started off by saying communicate. But prayer really does change things. Um, And I've seen it change things in my marriage and praying for other couples like my parents. And 
I really feel like when you go to the source who created love um, and just ask for guidance and wisdom on how to approach things, um, amazing things can happen. So also in communication, communicating with your spouse. I love the last episode that I was listening to and how how you spoke about timing and tact. A lot of times, um, spouses feel like, well, you know, my spouse would never do that. He'd never tackle this wall with me. He's worried about his own wall. And I think until you communicate that this is even a wall that you two need to tackle together, until you show maybe um, that you appreciate the wall that he's trying to tackle and that, hey, let me help you with that thing over there. And then we can both once we get through that thing over there, we can do this over here. Timing intact. It goes right back to it again. But you have to communicate those things. Spouses are not a mind. They're not mind readers. Like, I mean, especially, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say it this way, but guys, they are not mind readers. So you absolutely have to communicate these things. And in a simple way, at a good time, because they're stressed. And maybe if you're that spouse that's in that situation where you're like, I feel kind of hopeless in this area. Well, maybe there are some other things that need to be unpacked um, through communication to get you to a point where you can then tackle this bigger thing. Um, Have small successes first. Why not? We tackled this PCS. And and look, honey, we talked about it. We planned it out. We did it together. I want to use that same approach that we did there, which I think we we both had a great time doing together. Maybe let's tackle finances next. Like, oh, I love that. When do you think is a good time to that to use that same thing that we did here? We saw that small success here, and to tackle this next thing, and keep growing and building mm-hmm. on it. I'm a Dave Ramsey fan, so I snowball mm-hmm. it. You know, if it's something tough, you have to start with those small things. Something small that you feel like I could get a success. Maybe it's, honey, um, I really like ice cream. Can we communicate? You know, I love ice cream. I'm telling you about it. Would you be open to doing an ice cream date on this day? When you go, success. That is your small win. Celebrate those small wins. I'm so big on celebrating. So that's... Instead of waiting for your spouse to remember that you like ice cream and planning that date, right? Right, right. right. exactly. Help them out. I mean, you would want, you'd want help in that area because you don't know that your spouse is like, well, hun, I really just want, wanted you to be happy about this thing I accomplished. Um, during this deployment, I shared it with you, but you just kind of brushed it off. Like it wasn't as important as this thing that you had going on at home. Communication works both ways, Mm -hmm. but because you're listening to this, you now have the responsibility to take the first step. Don't wait for the other person to take steps in the direction that you are aware of now need to be taken. I, love that you said that because there is, um, there's actually one of my favorite scripture verses out of John nine, which is the whole story of Jesus, um, healing the blind man with the mud, putting out on his eyes. Um, Mm -hmm. great, great chapter, by the way, if you want to dive in and and hear almost a funny story with Jesus, because um, (laughs) the other guy, it's the other guy who gets healed. Like a million people keep asking him the same question over and over again. And he gets really frustrated and it's actually really a humorous story. But um, my favorite thing about that story is that Jesus is basically saying, Hey, look, your eyes were once blind, but now they're open. Right. And there's, mm-hmm. there is that That's responsibility right. that comes with that. So I love that you said that because somebody listening, this is, you've learned something new during this podcast, during this episode that Bree said something to you that really just was an aha moment for you. And from this point forward, you have the responsibility to try those things. You can never look back and say, I didn't know that. Right. I right. know that now, and it's time to start doing something just a little bit differently. And so yep. um, that's why I wanted to ask you about that. And I love that you said little wins and you gave some great examples of those little wins. Um, the longer that you're married, the longer, the more you get to this place in your marriage where you start making these very dangerous assumptions. 
getting to a place where you just stop communicating and you start telling the other person or just waiting for the other person to show up for you. And you start assuming that they don't love you or assuming that they're not in this team mindset with you. And I'm seeing more and more, I'm going to be stereotypical here just because I see it so often. I'm seeing more and more um, wives that are getting very resentful over time. Um, and starting to make these very dangerous assumptions that your serving spouse coming home is incapable, or they're mm-hmm. not able to be on this team with you, or they're just being lazy, or we get to this really dangerous place where we start really character assassinating our spouse in our minds. And we don't yeah. realize that we're the one that's doing that damage. I think sometimes we need a really good, fresh perspective on our marriage that you have an amazing set of strengths and your spouse also has an amazing set of strengths. Are they wouldn't be doing this great career that they're doing. And I know I'm right. We have a lot of dual couples out there listening. Same thing applies. Mm -hmm. Um, I think sometimes we just have to remember that we can take those same strengths that we're applying in our jobs and apply them to our marriages too. Absolutely. The world, the best of ourselves, instead of applying that in our homes. And maybe that's the conversation we start to have is you're amazing at this. You're amazing at your job or you're amazing at taking care of the kids or you're amazing at the volunteering that you're doing. Just like you said with, look how we handled that PCS. How can we attack this next thing together? Yeah. You can also take the strengths of your relationship and, and bring it back home again and go, you are so good at that out there. Let's have a sit down together and positively talk about how we can actually address our marriage and bring those strengths back to our marriage again. Absolutely. I love that. That's right. Because they are operating in strengths outside of the home or outside of your relationship. So absolutely ask them to, to show or you, or as an example, pretend I'm one of your troops, pretend I'm, I'm someone, how do you, how would you lead me through this situation? And I think asking for someone to take a lead, it could be either person, either role. It could be a uh, male, female, doesn't matter. Asking for someone to lead you through something you'll be able to see uh, he, he or she is strong in that yeah, area. Yeah. So that's what I want you to bring to our marriage and our relationship. I love that you said that, by the way, where you said, um, pretend I'm one of your troops because you know too often we hear, I'm not one of your troops. Don't talk to me like that, right? When in reality, <laughs> there's a strength there. There um, is a strength, yeah. There is strategy and there is logistics and there is logical thinking. And sometimes we need that in our marriage. We, we tend to marry our opposites and a marriage shouldn't be completely emotional with no logic and no strategy. And it also shouldn't Absolutely. be completely strategic and logical with never room for feelings. There has to be right. a blending. So, okay. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear from you about more about this platform that you have and your love for marriage and wanting to make sure our marriages are successful. So would you mind sharing what you hope to do with this platform moving forward? What's what are the ideas on your mind? What are the, what's the passion in your heart? What would you like to see happen? Okay. So, um, right now we're starting off small, um, hearts and stripes has a podcast, but I think more importantly, it is a Facebook community. Um, is small right now, but we're hoping to grow it. And I kind of like that it's starting small just because I still am able to do those individual check-ins with people and kind of say, how are you today? How are, how is your marriage? And I'll be completely honest. Um, a lot of people don't want to be transparent about what's going on in their marriage for good reason. Those are areas where people can attack you or, or you feel insecure about. So I totally get it. But my vision for uh, the community is just for it to be um, almost like a one-stop shop that will connect you with where you might need to be and then feel supported as you're receiving um, that help. Corey, I know you're big on counseling and I love that. It is so needed and I'm glad that those um, perceptions of, oh, I'm going to get counseling are starting to fade away. And I feel like a lot of people don't even know some of the resources that are out there uh, that they can get individually or that they can go to um, as a couple. There's also an amazing organization I hope you um, connect with as well. It's the Come Home Project. I believe they're a Marine family. um, And I love Um, the platform that they have. They have a community. But again, it took me digging and looking for it to find it. So if this could even just be a one-stop shop where you can kind of 
discreetly, this is what I'm dealing with. There has to be something within this group that I can get plugged in with or I can get connected to and then grow from there. I think a lot of word of mouth referrals are fantastic. Um, but when it's crunch time, when you have somebody who is, I am throwing in the towel today, you have to be able to point them somewhere where they can immediately look at something, listen to something, um, find that resource, make that appointment that day to salvage and save what that that marriage relationship may have on that other side of that wall. Um, so that is my vision for it. Um, to just continue to team up. And again, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel here, but team up with the resources that are there, collectively come together and say, hey, how do we make this easier for people to get to and to find us and to build the community and strengthen our marriage that way? I am so thankful that you're doing that. And I hope those that are listening will go and check out your podcast and check out that group and community. Like you said, there's no competition out there. This is all about saving marriages and families. And, um, you know, I'm so glad that you were able to see what you saw in Louisiana, because there's no way that I here in Kansas am going to know what's happening in Louisiana and what the couples need in Louisiana. Right. right? And so it's, it's also about some of that face-to-face connection of what can you do in your community? And are you talking to your neighbors and what's going Mm -hmm. on in the marriages around you too? Um, so, so important for everybody because that community and support, I think sometimes marriages just need to know that what you're going through is not incredibly unique. Like there might be pieces right. of it that are unique, but everybody kind of is going through this together. And yes, yes, you need to be careful to not, not bleed all of your issues and slander your spouse to somebody else. We need to be always protective of our marriage, but mm-hmm. it's also okay for you to say, I'm having a difficult time, or we're in a really right. rough spot, or we're in a season where we don't really know what to do next, or or my spouse came home from a deployment and we're not reintegrating well. That's something that so many other people have gone through or are going through that you can find a right. lot more support than you think. Or even on the flip side of that, Corey, which would be my marriage is great right now. Yes. Sharon, why and how? I feel like we always look at the negatives yeah. of um, we're in a situation. I, I would like for the community to grow to be at a position where we're proactive about this thing. Yeah. My marriage is great. And the reason is I didn't know that taking a trip would, would bring us closer together. Or I, I got a sitter, you know, we made that sacrifice and we got that sitter. And who knew having a consistent date night would change my marriage? Well, you wouldn't know that if you were just keeping it to yourself. Um, that's the importance of getting those connections and having those communities. And like you said, those relationship mentors even that can pour into um, your relationship and just show you what works. Because like you said, nothing new is under this, nothing, there's nothing new under the sun. So someone's been there, someone's done that, someone has that, that experience and that know-how. So why not connect Mm -hmm. and find out so that you don't have to go through all those bumps? You know, it's interesting. Um, there's a spouse group that I'm doing here at Fort Leavenworth. And one of the spouses actually told me that she had a hard time saying out loud to the group that her marriage was in a good place. And I thought that was really interesting. I think Mm -hmm. um, people feel guilty sometimes for saying I'm not struggling right now as if, um, as if you should be struggling or as if you're going to make people feel bad that they're struggling and you're not, or maybe there might be that feeling of maybe they're going to think I'm not being authentic because we're not struggling. But I agree with you. We need more people to say, actually, we're in a really good spot. We haven't been there forever. It's not always been like this, but we are in a good spot now because I think there's a lot of couples that need the hope of seeing what your relationship has gone through. Um, I think it's really dangerous if we're only spreading um, the good stuff and not sit, maybe sharing more and mentoring others through what it took to actually get there. To get there. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Well, um, would you also mind sharing, because you're an entrepreneur as well, and I know there's a lot of spouses mm-hmm. out there that struggle with that. So would you mind yes. sharing a little bit more about your the wedding business that you have, the event business that you have? Um, and what are some of the struggles that you've been through as a military spouse entrepreneur? And how has that impacted your marriage? Or how has your marriage maybe helped with that? Kind of share with everybody your journey of being a military spouse and having a career. Yes. So I will say, um, as an entrepreneur, I, I'm the owner uh, and creative director of B. Carol Events, 
Um, like I mentioned, it's a wedding and event planning um, company. We do design. Um, I have a heart for military couples because oftentimes it's like, oh, we're about the PCS or deploy. Let's just get married and courthouse it real quick. And there's nothing wrong with that. I just feel like uh, oftentimes when you're going through a deployment or a rough time, I look back and think about our marriage day. I think about the vows that we shared and how special the, that time is and maybe even the images that were captured. And I really want this wanted this community to have that. Um, so I, I really appreciate, like you said, marriage, that wedding day is the jumping point. It's the starting point. It should get better from here. So as an entrepreneur, I really worked hard to um, develop a brand and get set up and ensure that I had my LLC and all these things. And I still love to serve in my community. And at the time, you know, still full-time as an engineer. And my husband had to be the one to kind of raise the flag and say, Hey, I know you are a motivated person. I love that about you. That's why one of the reasons why I knew you were a good fit for me and for this, this lifestyle. But don't forget about us. Don't forget about home. Don't forget about, and, and he really just was reminding me uh, that balance. And I don't like saying work-life balance because that's not really what it is. What it is, is for you individually, for Brie individually, there is a certain amount that I want to give as an entrepreneur. And I know I have purpose in these areas, even as, like you said, a mentor in this championing, um, strengthening marriages. There's so much I want to give in those areas, but I have to be willing to, one, take a break so that I can rest, so that I can recharge, so I have something to give, and then also to ensure that I'm giving to my family because I have three little ones, five, three, and one. Y'all pray for me. <laughs> so doing that and having a spouse um, who loves and supports me, and I'm very grateful for that, but I'm happy that he told me like, hey, you work two full-time jobs and have three little people and me. Oh, by the way, and me. <laughs> so it really takes a, a personal balance. I'll say personal balance because I think that's better of knowing yourself and knowing how much you can take on. And I will say as an entrepreneur, get a mentor, just like we're saying with your marriage relationships, finding mentors in different areas that, um, that, that really helps. It makes a difference. They're able to troubleshoot a lot of things that you wouldn't have seen coming um, to kind of help make your journey a little better. So I would definitely say find a mentor, whether it be for your career um, as it relates to your marriage as well. But um, it's been fun building it. Like I said, I'm enjoying the journey. I'm not looking for an overnight success. And honestly, my measure of success may be very different to others. My goal is to help uh, couples to have authentic events that are not just pretty. I love to say, and it's it's actually like a model for, for the business. I want your marriage to be even more beautiful than your wedding day. So I know I've done my job. If your wedding day is authentic and true to you, and it's a reflection of the two of your styles coming together, but even more so that you feel like you are on track to have an amazing wedding uh, excuse me, an amazing marriage um, even. And I, I just enjoy the journey as an entrepreneur. And my, my points of success is I was a great mom. I was a great wife. I was a great business owner. I did things uh, with integrity and ethically, and I'm leaving an inheritance to my family. That is my measure of success. I don't have to be published everywhere. I don't have to do million dollar events. Um, that may be fun one day, maybe when kids are, are bigger. Um, but right now, I, I'm really just enjoying the fact of creating and pouring into people. But like I said, remembering that I also need to pour into my family and I need to be poured into as well. You brought up a really good point that I think there's a lot of military spouses I, that I know struggle with this. Um, unfortunately, I've heard too many spouses say um, after they've maybe followed the military career for a really long time um, and maybe made a lot of sacrifices. They get to a place where they go, you know, it's my turn. Mm 
you know, I want everything to revolve around me for a little bit. Um, and you did such a good job of, of listening to your spouse when your spouse held you accountable. And there's a lot of people out there that would get angry and defensive and that would turn into conflict when their spouse is asking them to actually have some good boundaries on what it is that they're wanting to do. Um, I find that for a lot of military spouses and first responder spouses who feel like there's a huge void in their life because they haven't been taking care of themselves, that the first opportunity for them to become an entrepreneur, they dive so deep into that, that they start to lose focus. And then when their spouse holds them accountable, part of that refining process, they get really that. And so the fact that you were able to hear your spouse say that to you and then kind of recalibrate shows a lot of the trust that you guys have together and believing that my spouse is bringing the best version of himself and they're for us, not against us. I can't even tell you how many times Matt has held me accountable on a weekly basis, right? It's, it's hard. It's really hard to have that personal balance. So I'm so thankful that your husband is so honest with you and that you can hear that honesty. It's all part of the refining process and making us better, not only who we are in our marriages and our home, but also a better entrepreneur that we are putting our best out there left to our own device. I think we could just completely exhaust ourselves and put mediocre work out there. There's something about having that accountability that we actually make better choices and we put the best version of ourselves out there instead. I absolutely agree. Bree, I'm so thankful for you. I'm thankful for what you're doing. I'm excited to share what you're doing. I hope those that are listening are going to go check out your website. Um, if you are um, engaged and you are considering getting yeah. married, that you'll reach out to her as well. Um, listen to her podcast. She's got such great guests on there and such a huge heart for this. And I'm so glad to find people out there that have that heart that I have to see marriages succeed. Thank you for your wisdom today. Um, we're going to make sure we post all of the links of ways that you can connect with her. Also awesome. put some of those quotes that you read so that people can walk away with those as well. So they don't have to go digging through Google to find them. We'll put those in there as well. Any last words, any last encouragement that you would want to give to anybody that's listening out there? I would just say, um, be patient and give grace throughout all of your journey. Um, in your marriage, if you're planning to get married, um, in your career, patience and grace will carry you so far. Um, and just knowing if you are married, to remember that refining process is something that you're going to have to go through to break through to that other side. Um, you're not alone. We're here. Corey's here. We have a community to support you. And we're so excited to see your marriage successful. Thanks for listening to the Life Giver Podcast. If you're enjoying these conversations as being free of advertising or sponsorship, please help me by spreading the word to other military and first responder families that might benefit from the show. If you'd like to find out more about me or Life Giver, you can find more information at www.coryweathers.com or life-giver.org. 